Alright, hey everyone, and welcome to Section 105 Game Day. I am your host, Evan Yost, and with me I have co-host Davis Jackson. Alright, start with the games to recap, and the first game to recap is Pitt at Penn State. Um, realistically, no one actually really had too much of a great game, but uh, Journey, uh, Journey Brown had 10 carries with 109 yards for Penn State with a their replacement running back from last season, but uh, what do you think about that? I thought Pitt put up a great fight um, in a rivalry game against Penn State, who has been really years and has a good history. Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford needs to get up and work out the, the kinks. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the next, uh, the next game we got Maryland at Temple, and uh, realistically, I – didn't, I did not like this game at all since I'm a Maryland fan and everything, but I got to hand it to Temple at home. Uh, they uh, Anthony Russo played really well with two, with being 20 for 37 with 277 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I think that he played a really good game. Uh, I mean, he only had one interception also, but, um, you know, I mean, I think that Maryland kind of got startled up with it being an away game. Plus, Temple these past, like, three years have always just been a trap game for them. Just always they start out good, and then they just fall to Temple. Yeah, uh, Maryland, uh, Josh Jackson really got shut down uh, the Temple defense. Josh Jackson uh, only completed 15 passes. He also threw for only 183 yards interception. And after week one and two, uh, after his big performances, um, it was kind of a disappointing game, but I think Maryland is uh, – they just need to pick it up, um, go the offense they had in weeks one and two, and uh, if they do that, then they can do things in the big – then they're going to be the team that we're used to. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the next game to recap is an upset in uh, Arizona State at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State was also at home. And they were the number 18-ranked team. So, you know, Arizona State's always sometimes that team that just comes from behind and always beats a ranked opponent just some point during the season. But I didn't really expect it to be this quick. Um, their starting quarterback, Jaden Daniels, threw, was 15 for 26, uh, 140 yards, and one touchdown. So, I mean, I think that this was a really good game. But I, I think that Arizona State deserved it with uh, Michigan State being at home. Yeah. Arizona State is improving in Herm Edwards' second year, um, but Michigan State really offensively. Uh, they the two teams only combined for 17 points. Arizona State 10 to seven. Um, Brian Lewert, the quarterback for Michigan State, threw did throw for 291 yards, but um, in the long run, what matters is touchdowns. You've got to score. Arizona State pretty well, but they just couldn't score. They only scored one touchdown, and that was a rushing touchdown. Got to really pick it up on offense. Uh, yeah. And next we got uh, Kansas State at Boston College, and you know these past like two shows, you know we were just talking, and you know we didn't think much was going to be happening with Les Miles and how he wasn't doing really good, but 
I tell you, this week he actually he really like shut down Boston College, and it was also at Boston College is another thing. Uh, Carter Stanley, they're uh, starting a quarterback through for 20, 20 was twenty for twenty seven with two hundred and thirty eight yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. Yeah. Uh, eight. I'm gonna say Kansas. Or Kansas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think it's the same Kansas team. Coastal Carolina, uh, in week two, played really well against Boston College. Yeah, Boston College is not a uh, FCS opponent like Carolina. Um, still, Kansas, and I don't really expect much more. Uh, when, especially now, of play, because uh, even though it's Boston College, they're still not a top ACC team. That yeah, that's a good win for Les Miles, but it's still um still not uh big for Kansas in the in the long run. All right, next we got UNC at Wake Forest. You know, North Carolina. We were talking and uh, with Mac Brown now being in there and everything, we we were expecting now them to start out pretty good. You know, won two games, and if they would have won this one, they would have already done better than they did last year, but. As of now, you know, what's got to be going through the North Carolina fans and players and everything is what if we do the 2-10 and 10, uh, season again. But going, going into the game, Jamie Newman, uh, Wake Forest's um, starting quarterback, was 14 for 26 with 214 yards and one touchdown. Uh, now, Wake Forest was at home, but it's still in, like, North Carolina, and I think that uh, just UNC shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah, um, I've been re- as a Texas fan, I like Mac Brown for the championship in 2005, um, which they won. And I really, I've once he went back to coaching, I am wanting them to do good. And uh, I think they're um, good, but it's definitely a sad loss for UNC, but they're still two and one. They'll definitely need Appalachian State because in week five they are going to play against Clemson. And so if they don't uh, then they could very well be looking at a losing record after. Mm-hmm, agreed. Um, but BYU, now we move on to BYU at USC. And realistically, it's still a shock to me that BYU is undefeated. Uh, this is a ranked opponent that they beat. Um, and – I mean, I think that now BYU might actually be uh, think being considered a force to be reckoned with and everything, you know, but they're actually coming up being a really good uh, football team. Zach Wilson, he threw for 28 yards and one touchdown, and they had a they just had a really good game against USC. Plus, it was also in uh, at uh, California and not at BYU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, Zach Wilson throwing for 280 yards. What really stood out to me was Keaton Slovis, the true freshman quarterback for USC season for the Trojans after JT Daniels went down with an injury, especially against Stanford. But great against BYU through three interceptions in that game. And you, um, yeah, like you mentioned, is three and zero. They had a great win. That's a great win against US. I think BYU. They're always a pretty good football team. But I think this year could really be this kind of jump onto the scene 
after already beating two power. And I think that loss for USC puts Clay Helton, Helton the USC head coach, in the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Tennessee at Chattanooga. And Tennessee now got its first win. Uh, Jarrett Guarantano. Yeah, it's hard to pronounce. He only threw eight passes. And I didn't see anywhere where like, he got injured or anything like that. So I'm, I'm guessing he only threw eight passes, but he completed seven out of those eight passes um, for 142 yards and three touchdowns. And that's actually really impressive. That means he only had four completions that weren't touchdowns. And, I mean, this was at Chattanooga, but, like, Tennessee's probably liking this first win. Unfortunately, they start off the season one and two, and they probably didn't want to do that. But, still, this is a pretty big win for them. See, obviously, Chattanooga is not really a prime opponent. But anytime you can get a win, especially as a Power 5 team, it's being broken in a loss to Georgia Southern. Then against two, now you get to play a weaker team, but it's and then go in there win forty five to nothing. Even though it's not against a great opponent, it's a confidence booster for Tennessee. Every team needs confidence. If you don't have confidence in your ability, then you're not going to be able to go anywhere. And so Tennessee, uh, that gives them more confidence now. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so next we got Iowa at Iowa State, and this was a really good game. But uh, Iowa came out on top there only by one point. I really was expecting Iowa State to win. But realistically, since I, even though Iowa State did lose, but they only lost by one point, I'm just going to go ahead and cover Brock Purdy. Uh, he had a really good game, only through 10 completions, was 24 for 34, uh, 276 yards and one touchdown. It was kind of a crazy game because I had a weather delay. I left, came back in, started watching it again. Uh, then a weather delay again. It had two weather. Um, like you said, Brock Purdy, 276 yards in the touchdown. But like I mentioned earlier, touchdown. Touchdowns, and you need good defense to win football games. Both these teams play are already – they both played great on defense. They just – Step it up on offense. Brock Purdy, obviously, to have back there leading your uh, offense for Iowa State. They just need a step. Yeah, now moving on to Florida at Kentucky. Now, Felipe Franks, who actually came into the season having a lot of um, stuff building into him and everything like that, expecting to be a really good quarterback and just an overall really good player. Uh, he went down with an injury now, and we're, I don't know how long that injury is going to last, but he's, uh, he's probably going to miss this week. Uh, he, but he was 12 for 27, so even with only throwing 27 passes, he completed less than half of them, uh, 174 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. I picked Kentucky to win. Uh, it was really disappointing for me, and him. But still, uh, they're right up with Florida, top 10 team. Almost came out with the win. Field goal that would have put them in the lead. Uh, Florida went down and scored. And then um, uh, Florida, right where they need to build off of this because Felipe Frank's out. 
it's um, you never know how long it's going to be. You never know if he at a certain time if he can't come back at all. Um, and so you need your offense really, especially in the SEC. All right, now going on to WVU at NC State. Uh, West Virginia really came out with the underdog win there. Uh, they were like uh, NC State was favored by eight, and realistically, they just came out with the win there, and they didn't just come out with the win. They beat them uh, 44 to 27. But with that being said, Austin Kendall, I mean, he did throw three touchdowns and 272 yards, but he threw 40 passes and like uh, completed a – Oh, 27 of them. Uh, but I think that he played pretty well for uh, not really expecting to live up to Will Greer's re uh, legacy from last year. And especially in the bowl game, he did not play well against Syracuse. And everyone's not expecting him to do well. But this year, he's actually going to be – I think he's actually going to start getting into um, into shape there and actually start to be a good quarterback. Uh, Austin Kendall, I thought he played well. Uh, the running game was decent. Um Still not, but it was a lot better. 66 rushing yards was their leading rusher. If WVU keeps this up, keeps on putting up points, keeps on beating opponents like this, really even challenging the Big 12, challenge Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa State, teams like that. <clears throat> All right, that wraps up the that wraps up that, and now we're uh, moving on. And uh, now with my my first underdog pick. I'm sticking with BYU. I think that they'll start off the season 4-0, and I think that they'll beat another ranked opponent and come out with the underdog win there against Washington. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I put that down as well, too. U.S. Uh, Cal beat Washington uh, in week two. Um, Washington, of course, they've got Jacob Eason, the quarter cancer from Georgia. But they still... They haven't impressed me much this year. Um, I thought, oh, yes, Washington, Jacob Eason coming in, replacing uh, Jake Browning. Who was... But then after week two lost to, they haven't been as good as I expected, and BYU's been better than everyone thought, so I think BYU's going to come out with uh, Yeah, next we got a top 25 matchup with uh... – or not anymore, actually. But um, not USC, also BYU. But uh, we next we got Utah, USC. Uh, I think that USC will come off that uh, BYU loss and really want to uh, get uh, a win there. And I think that they'll come out with the win, especially playing at California uh, against Utah. So I don't know how we did this, but I put the same thing as well. Um. <laughs> I know your brother told us we should probably disagree more, but it seems like we're agreeing. Um, yeah. So I got USC beating Utah. I think Utah is over, overrated. USC's definitely got to come out and play better. I mean, their coach is on the line. Uh, like I mentioned, Clay Helton on the hot seat. A win against a top 10 Utah team would maybe even take him off once again. Uh, so this is a huge game for USC. <clears throat> yeah. Next, I got Georgia uh, and Notre Dame. Uh, I have Georgia. I don't think that he'll cover Ian Book's offense uh, of Notre Dame. I mean, I know Georgia has a really good defense and, like, their offense with uh, DeAndre Swift and Jake Fromm. 
but I think that they they're not going to be covering uh, Notre Dame's offense as well by th- especially by thirteen and a half points. All right, finally something that we don't have similar. Uh, I have TCU not covering nine against SMU. TCU ranked number twenty-five. They're a good team. SMU though, they're they're a really good team. SMU's playing really well with their new quarterback Shane Bouchelle, the transfer from uh, Texas. And SMU is actually SMU is undefeated. They are three and zero with Bouchelle leading. And um, I know TCU is a good team. I think the, they'll come out with win, but SMU will definitely challenge them. Next, like Wisconsin's not. I don't think Wisconsin. I'm kind of. Re- Actually, looping this in with my underdog picks, but realistically, I don't think that Wisconsin will beat Michigan. If they do win, I think it's going to be just like by one point in overtime because both of these teams are really good teams. Um, but I think that Jonathan's ta- Jonathan Taylor, uh, Michigan's has, Michigan has a really good defense, but I just think that they won't be able to really have a really have an answer to Jonathan Taylor. Um, but also, I mean. Michigan has a really good offense too, but uh, probably better to stand up against that to Wisconsin's defense. But I think that uh, Wisconsin will will barely come out with the win there, but Michigan might actually win there too. All right, I'm gonna do. I have LSU not covering 23 against Vanderbilt. Um, I think this will be a better game than people expect. Obviously, LSU, uh, top five team. Uh, Right now they're ranked number four actually. Um, the Vanderbilt I think is actually not bad. Um, I don't think they're LSU level, but I think that they won't lose by 23. Though I think they'll lose by like 14 to 17 and somewhere in that range. All right, now we got this week's Heisman leaderboard. Uh, number five, I got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this past week he was 22 for 39, uh, 395 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception against Syracuse. Yeah, I have uh, Trevor Lawrence at number four, actually. Then I have Joe Burrow at number five. Yeah, well, I'm actually going to have to disagree with you there, too. But uh, I got Joe Burrow actually being ranked at number two. Um, he played really well, and realistically, he's been racking up so many yards lately. I mean, he had he had a pretty good game against Texas, and then you know he played they played a um, they played Georgia Southern on the first game, so he got a lot of yards there. But um, this week against Northwestern State, he was twenty one for twenty four, three hundred seventy three yards, two touchdowns, one interception. This is what we're talking about with consistency. Uh, everyone needs to be like consistent, but um. And realistically, this is uh, this is just really huge for Joe Burrow. Uh, anyways, going back now onto our uh, onto the order. Uh, number four, I got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, this is nothing against him or anything, but he didn't play this week, so I just think that other players had a had better weeks than him. Uh, but uh, he this uh, season so far, he has 35 uh, carries. For 237 yards and five touchdowns, he's averaging 6.8 yards per carry, and this is just really huge, uh, especially for a Heisman competitor. And I, I just think that he'll keep on racking up those yards. 
Oh, well, I have Jonathan Taylor at number two. I, I, I haven't moved him. And um, I think he's just an unstoppable force. And with a big game against Michigan, he's just going to go gonna off. <clears throat> All right, next I got number three. I got Jalen Hurts. Uh, he was 15 for 20 this past week, and he was tw- uh, two. He threw for 289 yards and three touchdowns. I'm gonna disagree with you on that, Jalen Hurts. No, no, not Jalen Hurts. I got Sam Ellinger. I know I'm a little biased, but I'd take Sam Ellinger any day over Jalen Hurts. All right. <laughs> All right, so next um, I got – so number two I've already said was Joe Burrow. Uh, already gave his stats. Um, number, and then number one I got uh, two. Uh, Tagovailoa with – this week he wasn't consistent, you know, with all the other weeks. But, you know, this week I'll have to hand it to him with a breakout week. But he was 28 for 36, and he was – he threw for 444 yards and five touchdowns. Like those are insane. Like those are insane stats. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you on two of being number one. Uh, your Jalen Hurts comment. No, uh, I don't think he's number three. But I totally agree with you on two of Tagovailoa. He's probably the best player in all of college football, and he will be until he leaves. All right. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move on to your top players this for this upcoming week. All right, so for my number five player for this week, I've got Bo Nix, quarterback at Auburn. He's playing uh, in College Station. Uh, we already knew, and we already know that in the second half against Oregon, he shined bright. Now with uh, two under his belt, I think he's experienced and he's ready to go. And I. Uh, in week four, and have a great game against Texas A&M. Yeah, I think that he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but I just also I don't think that he's probably going to be too high on the top like board for top kind players this week. Uh, you know, A&M has a pretty good defense, and also with them playing at A&M, this true freshman I think is going just going to get rattled at Kyle Field. Uh, and it's got a huge like affection with uh, it's got once someone goes in there it's it automatically gets affected by the crowd and everything so uh, I don't know how much to have him say up there in the top five but I do think that he will be a good player for the rest of the season. All right, at number four I've got Ian Book, the like you said, playing against Wisconsin. He's um he's a great quarterback. Brandon Wimbush last year at Notre Dame and. Took off. Obviously, the loss to Clemson uh, only scored three points, but this is a new season. Another year under his belt, and he's going to go out here against Wisconsin and just shut and uh, put up points for another. Yes, I mean, uh, earlier in my coverage picks, I had uh, Georgia not covering uh, 13 points. This, and this is what I'm talking about with Ian Book. He's got a, he's got a really good uh, arm and everything with being arguably one of the top quarterbacks this uh in uh this season. Uh I think that Notre Dame will come out there and have a really good week uh, against Georgia. Yeah. Wisconsin. Uh I 
I said Wisconsin, but it's actually Georgia. Uh, so that was a mistake on my part. But we're go to uh, back to the Auburn and A&M game. And wide receiver Courtney Davis. This is his second time to appear on this segment with uh, Jay Sean uh, Corbin out um, against Auburn. He's going to have a big game. And Kellen Mond hasn't been impressive this year, but I think this is really a chance for him to shine, and he's going to be looking Davis a lot this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Jimbo Fisher still not really figuring out who this complete starting running back will be now, uh, now that Deshaun Corbin's out for this season, uh, I think that he'll be turning to Courtney Davis a lot now, uh, the kid with Kellen Mond. Uh, we just hope that uh, – with my mom also being a Texas A&M fan. But uh, we just hope that uh, Kellen Mond starts getting his act together because these past few weeks he hasn't been doing too great, especially against that Clemson game in week two. But uh, overall, yeah, I think that he'll, uh, Kellen Mond will be looking to Courtney Davis, and Jimbo Fisher will start trusting Kellen Mond more with the ball now that they don't have that solid run game to back him up right now. Yeah, and I looked ahead not to running back Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is, like we mentioned, in my opinion, in the nation. Uh, I think he'll go out there and uh, – Michigan in this big game, go out there and run over them against, um, like he did in week one. And I think uh, this game being a big game as it is, and uh, with, with Wisconsin's passing game not being, not being super intimidating, so to speak, that um, he'll just go out there and just have a huge game and help lead Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, probably, uh, in my opinion, by far the best running back in uh, this season. Um, and he's just uh, – he's going to be uh, already, like, you know, in the, he's in the Heisman leaderboard and everything. And um, I just think that he'll have a really good week. I mean, they are playing um, – they are playing at home. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, but, again, with Michigan's defense, I said earlier that I do think that Jonathan Taylor will – be able to beat the Michigan defense, but it will be interesting to see how the Michigan defense responds to him. All right, now at number one, I've got Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm. He's been in the Heisman talks throughout the preseason. Uh, He hasn't put up insane sats for Georgia because he hasn't needed to. But this week against Notre Dame, this is really when he needs to put up big numbers for Georgia in their first big big test. this season, uh, I think that Georgia will be relying on him and DeAndre Swift as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Georgia, you know, they're playing, they are playing away. Um, I think that, uh, personally, I think that, uh, actually, if you were to take a look at the uh, Georgia's players and everything, I think that DeAndre uh, Swift might be, uh, better to ha- like, will probably be better this week, but. Jake Fromm, obviously, also one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, I don't have him in my Heisman leaderboard, and no offense to him or anything or any Georgia fans out there, but I just don't think that he'll get up there. But And I think that DeAndre Swift would get up there before he does, but uh, still, he's one of the best uh, quarterbacks. But, yeah, I mean, I just think that still playing away, I mean, not sure how he'll do 
and everything. All right. All right. So now we go to uh, the top upcoming games for this week. Uh, number five, uh, I got Cal at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is only favored by two and a half, and Cal's you know t- uh, number ranked number twenty five. And I think that the only reason Ole Miss is favored is because it's at Ole Miss. Um, but realistically, I mean, I think that uh, that will be a really good game. This will be a really good game for Cal being in the top twenty five. Being a tradition, it's not been. I think this will be a um, good test about a team that's doing good right between or doing good right now. It has been um, good historically. Uh yeah. So next we got I got Utah at USC, and I had this in my uh, underdog picks. Um, but Utah's favored by four, and again I think that they'd probably be favored by more if this was at Utah, but it's at USC, um, and I think that this would be a really good game. But um, earlier, you know, I already said that I think that USC will come out on top. Yeah, uh, Utah and USC. Uh, this was also in my um, underdog picks. I think this because like. Um, you would like Cal and Ole Miss, a good traditionally team, a traditionally good team, and then a team that's doing good right now. USC is still doing good right now. Um, obviously, play seat, but uh, to get him back off the hot seat, all they need is a win against number and that's this will be a good game between uh, a team that's fighting for its coach. Um, so next we got uh, number uh, – so the third best game that I have is Auburn at A&M, at Texas A&M. Uh, I, A&M's favored by four as well. Um, realistically, I mean, I think that they should probably be favored by more. But, um, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, they still have two running backs going on, so we don't know how that's going to turn out. But with Kellen I think that being back uh, home and everything, I think that he'll be uh, – Fit to play and everything, and he'll be he'll do really good. Um, but I just I just think that A and M will for sure cover four points on Auburn. Yeah, this is one of the three top um, matchups with this game, Michigan and Wisconsin, and another game. So I think this one playing SEC and SEC, um, A and M coming back on the rise, uh, hoping to stay up there. The past few years, they've gotten up and then went back down. I think this will be just a good game. The atmosphere will be great. It's always great in big games like this. And so this will just be uh, a Uh And I think going to come out with the win is just a team that has more will and has more fight. Yeah. Uh, no, and then number two, we got Michigan at Wisconsin. Um, you know, Big Ten matchup and everything. But um, I think that uh, this this game is going to be a really good game with, um, uh, like we said, Jonathan Taylor. But I like I think that he'll for sure cover Michigan's defense and everything. But Wisconsin's favored by three. Uh, Michigan's still ranked higher than them, and I think that uh, after this week they might not be. I think that uh, Wisconsin's for sure going to. Um, put up, like, put up a show against Michigan. 
Yeah, um, Michigan and Wisconsin, like you said, great game. Shea Paxson in the new Michigan offense has not been very, um, it's not, it's been kind of disappointing, so to speak. And then Wisconsin's offense revolves around Jonathan Taylor. So this is really a battle of two good defenses. I think the team that comes out with the win is the team with that it factor on off. It factor is Jonathan Taylor. Next, we got, uh, and forgive me, I've been saying uh, it's been, uh, this game's been at Notre Dame, but it's actually Notre Dame at Georgia. And that's probably one of the things that reasons that Georgia's actually ranked, uh, is actually uh, favored by 13 and a half. Uh, I think that this would be a really good game, but I still I still don't think that Georgia's going to cover uh, 13 and a half points over Notre Dame. I think that Notre Dame's still like uh, a possibly a, a playoff worthy team. And I think that uh, this will be a really good game at Georgia. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame made last year, and Georgia felt like they should have made it in either over Notre Dame or Oklahoma. So this is kind of a way for Georgia to get their revenge on Notre Dame and to show that they're a better team. Obviously, like I said, this year, uh, this is this year not, um, not last year, but still, this is a way. Georgia to prove that they're a better team and to get into those uh, playoff discussions. <clears throat> All right, now we move on to the uh, top 25 uh, for this now for this upcoming week. Uh, so number one is Clemson. Uh, obviously, you know, still number one team and everything. So I don't think nothing's changed there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, right. Uh, number two, Alabama, still. Same thing with Clemson, <laughs> you know, um, nothing's really changing there. Yeah. All right. And now we got number three, Georgia, um, and number four, LSU. And, you know, there's still that matchup, whether LSU should be in the top uh, three or, uh, or if they should just be ranked at four. I think that realistically right now, four is a good spot for them. Georgia, you know, going into the game against Notre Dame, I think that will be interesting to see how that one turns out. Um, but we Georgia might not be staying in the top four now, but – and LSU would definitely move up to that, that number three spot. Yeah, I think that LSU should be number three with um, Georgia coming in at five and Ohio State at four. I think I had that last week as well, and nothing teams have won, so I'm just going to keep it the same. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, so number – okay, for my number five, I got – I'm going to have a – it's number five for this week is uh, Oklahoma, and number six is Ohio State. I'm act- I'm actually gonna have, and then number seven is Notre Dame. I'm actually gonna flip that, and I'm gonna have uh, Ohio State uh, number five, Notre Dame six, and actually OU seven. Again, it's nothing against OU or anything, but I just think that Ohio State and Notre Dame are just better teams than Oklahoma. And I mean, we'll see how once they get into like actually like, Big Twelve play and everything, but. Uh, I think that right now, for the still almost like the preseason rankings, since they really realistically only play like FCS school schools, I think that that's just uh, my opinion. I, uh, I actually have Oklahoma at six, Auburn at seven, and then Notre Dame uh, not coming in until eight. Oh, I wow. think that Notre Dame isn't uh, last year. Um, Oklahoma, uh, I moved them back. Where they started the season to six because 
really like Oklahoma as a Texas Georgia and LSU are all three better teams than them uh, with experience of watching Oklahoma multiple times this season again. But I don't think anything's really much other than offensively in in Norman. All right, number eight is uh, Auburn. And I really, I just think that that should probably just stay the same. And um, number nine is Florida. I think that realistically, they should probably actually be ranked at number eleven, just kind of getting out of the top uh, uh, ten altogether. Um, almost to that loss against Kentucky. Um, I think that Michigan should probably be ranked number nine, and then Utah stay at ten. Uh, I'm gonna uh, disagree with you on that. I yes, I have Florida at eleven, but I have Texas at nine, Utah at ten, and I don't have Michigan till fourteen. I think Michigan is over overrated. Offense is mecca. Uh because they haven't really played a good team other than Army and they haven't really been impressive offensively. It's really been uh bumpy. Now obviously this week against Wisconsin who I have at number thirteen um will help prove that. And so I think that's what I'm gonna say uh for my top from for uh my top fifteen right now. <clears throat> All right, so number 12 is Texas. I think that realistically they should just stay there right now. I think that they'll probably move up after this week if they beat um, Oklahoma State. Um, number 13 is actually a tie between Wisconsin and Penn State. I think that Penn State should be ranked 13 and Wisconsin uh, back at 14. But realistically, if they're both at 13 whenever, and I haven't checked out the schedules or anything, but if they actually do play each other because Penn State's in the East and Wisconsin in the West in the Big Ten. But that would be a really good game if they end up playing each other. Yeah, I actually have Penn State at 12, Wisconsin at 13. And um, since you've already covered the first 14, I'll go ahead and move on to number 15 is UCF. And um, I agree with that. What do you, What about you? Uh, yeah, I think that UCF should probably just stay there as well. Um Overall, just still a pretty good team, but I just think that basically nothing's really changed there, and I think they should just stay around there. Yes. All right, next is uh, 16 Oregon, 17 A&M, and 18 Iowa. So I think that A&M should probably be 16, and especially if they win this week, I think that they should move up in the top 15. They've kind of been fighting for that spot ever since the first week. Um, and – I, again, still don't think they should have dropped this low after the loss of Clemson. It's still the number one team in the country. Um, so, and then I think that Oregon should be at 17. And then Iowa, I don't have them coming in until 20 with that barely went over um, uh, Iowa State. And then I got Washington State at 18 and Boise State at 19. I have A&M at 16, um, 17. Um, Iowa at 18, and then um, D State at 19, then Washington State at 20, um, and then uh, so yeah, we've got the we've covered the top 20. So now again, I'll move on to 21 through 25 in the AP poets: Virginia, Washington, Cal, 
Arizona State and TCU. I'm going to say Virginia. Yes, I think that they should be number 21. Um, Agreed. Washington, uh, I agree with them at number 22. Oh, same. Um, I have, I actually have TCU at 23, Arizona State at 24, and Cal at 25. Oh, uh, yeah, those are my exact rankings after 20 as well. So, yeah, I mean, th- that wraps up our top 25. Now we go on to the picks. Uh, so, first game, we got Utah at USC. I said earlier in my underdog picks, I got USC taking this home game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think USC, USC with their coach on the hot seat, they're going to be motivated and get a big win against the top team. Top team. Uh, next, we got Air Force, Air Force at Boise State. Um, Boise State's uh, not actually favored by that much. They're I think they're only favored by like eight and a half. But they're playing at Boise State, too, so I think that they should pretty easily get a win there. I think that um, Air Force, they're a good team. Uh, they beat uh, Colorado. But I think Boise State's just going to overpower them. Boise State, I think, is the best team in the Mountain West. <clears throat> All right, so next we got uh, LSU at Vanderbilt. Uh, you had this earlier in your coverage picks, not thinking LSU will cover uh, Vanderbilt. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, and I think that they should pretty easily cover this over Vanderbilt. I mean, I know that, yes, Vanderbilt is playing at home, but I just still think that the LSU defense with, like, Grant Delpit and everything, and then on the offense with uh, Joe Burrow, I think that that would just be too much for Vanderbilt to handle, probably still being one of the top, like, lower teams in the SEC. Uh, I think that LSU should just pretty easily come up with one there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, though. Like I said, LSU, I don't think they'll cover. I think they're coming. I think it's not as much of a wise thing. I think they'll just come in, come in. a little more, uh, not as much. Uh, Vanderbilt's not as good. And it's coming off kind of high, so to speak, not still off, off of that big win against Texas. But I think they'll wake up and they'll be able to uh, come in. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt pretty good. All right, next game is Auburn at a Uh Texas A&M. a um, uh, and at home, so I just think that uh, A&M will come out with a win there. They are favored by four. Um, yes, Auburn is ranked, um, I believe, like nine positions higher than them, but um, I think that A&M will come out with a win there, being at home in Kyle Field. So sure about because Texas A&M, they this is a must. Texas A&M, they a bunch of really good teams on their schedule. This is one of them. They got to play Auburn. They got Alabama still. They've got to play Georgia still, and they've got to play LSU. It's a must win for them, but. Just because it's a must win doesn't mean it will be a win. All right, next we got Southern Mississippi against uh, Alabama. Um, I think that realistically Alabama all the way should come out with a win there. No really question about it. Yeah, that's that's not going to be a game. Alabama, easy. Uh, Next we got Tennessee at Florida. Uh, 
you know, Tennessee still one and two, just getting that win over Chattanooga. Um, and uh, I think that Florida, I mean, yes, they are without Felipe Franks, but I think that still they should come out with a win there. They'll probably be utilizing their run game mainly now, but I also think that Florida's defense will be able to stop them. So I think that Florida should come out with a win there. No, obviously Florida without Felipe Franks, but they're not a very good opponent. I don't think they're an SEC team. Yeah, they have a good history, but history doesn't – history isn't present. That's what um, a lot of these teams have. Just because you have good history doesn't mean you have it present. And so I think that uh, Tennessee's not that good. They're not – they've not been that good for a while, and I think that they're going to continue to not be that good. All right, now we got um, Michigan and Wisconsin top ten matchup, uh, or Big Ten matchup. My bad. <laughs> uh, now we got, uh, but there, Wisconsin is at home, but I still got Michigan winning because uh, Wisconsin is um, only favored by three, but I still got Michigan winning this one. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm gonna disagree with you. Like um, Michigan, like I said, their offense has been. Um, disappointing in my opinion. Um, they've played. They haven't played really a good opponent other than Army. They the highest um, points they put up was forty in Week One against Middle Tennessee. And uh, all I knew that Middle Tennessee had was a basketball team because they upset Michigan State in uh, the NCAA tournament in basketball a few years ago. I, I didn't know they had a football team. But um, Michigan has not really been all that impressive. Um, Shane Patterson only has 410 passing yards. And um, I think Wisconsin, like Jack Cohn um, at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, best running back in college football, will come out with and then a good defense. I think it actually won't be um, as close of a game as everyone's thinking. I think Wisconsin's going to all right, next we got Cal in California at Ole Miss. Um, you know, Cal's ranked 23, but with this being at Ole Miss, I think that it's going to be one of those stories, just Cal's in the top 25 and out, almost like, you know, Maryland was this past week. But um, I'm not saying that Cal can't get back into the top 25, but I just think that this week they'll probably not get – they'll probably get knocked out because with Ole Miss winning that one. Uh, I, I think Cal's going to win that one. Ole Miss um, has not been as good as um, they, so to speak, usually are. Um, uh, obviously, they haven't been um, very good in a while. But still, and I think Cal's a better team right now. Obviously, next week, Cal has to play another top 25 in Arizona State. So that would be a good game next week. But I think Cal's going to come out with a win easily this week. All right, next game we got Miami, Ohio at Ohio State. Um, Miami, Ohio is not one of those real top um, football programs or anything. So I think that Ohio State should easily come out with a win there, uh, especially being at Ohio State. Yeah, I think this will be a pretty easy win for uh, – Ohio State. All right, so next we got uh, UCF at Pitt. 
um, Pitt coming off that loss against Penn State, but realistically, it was a close game, and I think that um, Pitt's still a pretty good team, but with UCF being top 25, I think that UCF will still come out with a win there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Pitt did put up a good fight against Penn State last week, but uh, UCF has really impressed me. Uh, people said they needed to play better teams in order to get to the fight. Did they Stanford? And what did they do? Beat them 45 to 27. I think you see teams in the nation, and they see them come out with a pretty easy win against this week. All right, next we got Washington at BYU. Um, you know, BYU is still 3 0, as I mentioned in my underdog picks. Washington is favored, but I do think that BYU also being at home, I think that BYU will come out with a win there. Yeah, I kind of covered this in my uh, underdog pick, so I'm not going to elaborate on it. I think Washington's overrated. overrated. I think BYU's underrated, and I think BYU's Alrighty, so next we got SMU at TCU. Um, I think that TCU should come up. I think that TCU will come up with a win there. Um, they are in the top 25, just barely. Um, but depending upon how close this game is, they could easily get knocked out. But I do think that TCU will win there. Again, I covered uh, this in my coverage picks, but I didn't cover it as much. So I'm going to talk about it here. Um, Shane Bouchelle at SMU, I'm going to start off with him, was the back, was the starter at Texas. To the second stream last year under Sam Ellinger, transferred to SMU, and so far has been so far SMU 871 passing yards and five touchdowns. Has thrown three interceptions, but um, he's still playing really well. And then TCU, they're a really good team. They have a really, really, really dangerous wide receiver in Jalen. Pretty much everything. The only problem is they don't have a quarterback who can throw to him. Their leading passer is Max Dugan. He only has 235 passing yards. So I think TCU, I think they'll come out with the win here, but I think it a lot closer than everyone expects. All right, next we got Oregon at Stanford. Um, and, I mean, with Justin Herbert and everything, I think that Oregon should come out with a win there. I mean, it is at Stanford. Um, but I think that Oregon should come out with a win there. Stanford was previously ranked in the top 25. Uh, got knocked out pretty quick. But, um, realistically, I just have Oregon there. Um. Oregon's going to come out with I thought that maybe this was uh, an upset time for Stanford, but um, I think that Oregon is overall the better team. I think they'll come out with a win against in this game, but I think it'll actually be pretty close. Uh, right. Uh, next, we got uh, Old Dominion at Virginia. And, again, it's at Virginia. Virginia's a better team than Old Dominion. Um, just Virginia should win. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about that, Virginia. With the yeah. Uh, all right. Next, we got Charlotte at Clemson. Um, this is probably worse than the Old Dominion-Virginia game. Charlotte's is Charlotte. Um, not really a good football team against the number one ranked team in the country. Trevor Lawrence and everything, so Travis Etienne, so I think that they'll easily come out with one there. Yeah, Tigers by a lot. All right, next we got Oklahoma State at Texas. 
Um, this is at Texas. Um, I don't know how much it would have changed my pick if it were at Oklahoma State, but I do have Texas winning this one. Um, I mean, I think that it will be a, very, a really good game, but I just think that Sam Ellinger will lead Texas past uh, Oklahoma State into the into the victory this week. Um, yeah, I think uh, as a Texas fan, this game is kind of nerve-wracking for me. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State is always good, and they always seem to be good. Be good. Really good. Uh, I wish it wasn't like that, but um, it ends up being like that. But I think Texas is a playoff-caliber team, and so they've got to be able to beat some of those teams that uh, can challenge them like uh, OS. But I think that um, Texas will come out with the win in a close game. All right, next we got Notre Dame at Georgia. Uh, Georgia with Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift. Notre Dame has Ian Book, but I just think that Georgia's defense will be able to stop Notre Dame. Like again, in my coverage picks, I don't think that they'll. Uh, I don't think that they'll cover um, 13 points, but I do think that Georgia will come out with them there. Yeah, I think Georgia's overall the better football team, and I think Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift, that whole offense. And that uh, really good defense for Georgia will uh, overpower Notre Dame. Kind of like it could be kind of reminiscent of uh, the Notre Dame and Clemson game in the playoff from last year. But I think it won't be as much of a blowout. But I do think that Georgia's going to win uh, against Notre Dame. All right, next we got Colorado at Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State's coming off that win against uh, Michigan State, and that's got to be the confidence booster that they need. Uh, earlier, you mentioned just confidence. Confidence can uh, make it or break it for a team. but And I think that right now, Arizona State has just about all the confidence in the world um, to, to go in there and beat Colorado, especially at home. Yeah, I think Arizona State's going to come in there, but I think, but I think uh, Colorado might prove a pretty good opponent against them and might give them a challenge. But I think in the long run, Arizona is going to end up coming out with the win, but I think it will actually be a pretty close game. All right. In the final top 25 game, we got UCLA at Washington State. You know, UCLA still quite often a pretty good football team, but I just think that Washington State being uh, ranked and everything, uh, being ranked 22, or uh, my bad, that's Washington, uh, 19, um, I think that they should come out with a win there, especially with it being at Washington State. I think that Washington State will come out with the win. UCLA is not very good lately, and I think um, Chip Kelly might be down to his last straw, even in year two here in uh, at USC. And I think that uh, Washington State will just come in there and just take care of it pretty easily, and they'll come out with a easy win. Okay, well, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Section 105 Game Day. Uh, Join us next week. All right, bye.